Okay. How do we sound? Yup, 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 yup. All right. Open up my notes. Lord knows I'm the only one that got favorite things here. You know Brain's coming in here with like nothing. She's like, well, I heard about this thing, so I might watch it next week. You guys are just lucky that I'm here, you know? Ain't no show without your boy. The show should be called Wells' Favorite Things, and then Brandy just kind of makes fun of Wells, and that's, that's the new name of the show. <laughs> I like that. All right, let's call up to Brandy. Ding dong doom. Hello. What up? How you doing? I'm tired. Why are you tired? I feel like the time hasn't... Wait, did the time change? I don't fucking know, but you know how it starts to get dark so early? Yeah. (laughs) That's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's seven and it's pitch black. And I feel like not too long ago, it would be like almost nine and still light out. I know. We got to get rid of daylight savings. We have to. Who do we have to talk to? I don't know. This needs to be like the number one thing on the docket for the next presidential race. Like, I don't care about term Anything limits. Else. <laughs> you know, I don't care about that. Yeah. I care about daylight savings. Like, have someone just run on that, Bern- Bernie. Just do that. Maybe you'll win this time. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, I don't think they do it in Europe. Like, it's right. Like, most places do not do this. Like, I, we aren't doing it right. I'm telling you, man, the more that we've been, like, shut in with this pandemic and everything, the more I'm realizing that America is insane. Yeah, my mom literally just said that this morning. Like, I think we do, like, almost everything wrong. Yeah, agreed. Well, I guess I can ask you this. So is the Ingrid interview going in this episode? I've edited it down, so we can we can put it into this podcast and then— we really only need to do like 20 minutes. Great, because I haven't watched shit. No kidding. <laughs> I, it's so funny because in the intro to like before I call you, I'm like, let me get my notes out because Lord knows I'm the only one who's going to do the show and Brandy's okay, just going to okay. make fun of me. I'm just here to laugh at your bad jokes. You don't even laugh. No, you don't even laugh at my bad jokes. You just make fun of me. It's very hurtful. It's a tough relationship I'm in. <laughs> very. It's like full on getting fall though like it's happening here yeah what's happening it's although it's 85 degrees still here which is mind-blowing to me same okay you're in california it's 85 year round for sure oh dude so i have a i (laughs) speaking of like the weather being great wait maybe we should start the show because this is a favorite thing oh yeah let's start real quick okay you or me i think it's you okay bros and hoes you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with oh so boring wells and brandy let's go before I get into that stuff, very excited for today's episode. We are going to have the very talented, the very funny Ingrid Michaelson on the show. She's got like a lot going on. She's got a new holiday record coming out. She's going to talk about her adaptation of The Notebook to Broadway, which is like, wait, what? I did not. Sickening. Yeah. Her love of Christmas movies, which I feel like probably the entire audience has in common with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's see if she remembers me, because I interviewed her 10 years ago on Lightning 100, and I don't know if she's going to remember me. Oh, wow. I mean, 10 years is a decade, you know? I know. But how could you forget this face, Brandy? You know? Um, How could you forget this beautiful mug? We'll just see. Okay. The reason why I wanted to start, because we were talking about how the weather's always nice here, right? Mm -hmm. I I got a fave thing. Okay, so for Sarah and I's anniversaries coming up, And so here's the thing that I do. (laughs) I do this a lot. I will randomly be like, this looks cool and show her something that's like on Instagram. Look how fucking cool this is. And then I just totally forget about it 
but she doesn't. And then she gives me those things for gifts. And I'm like, what? As gifts. What is this? And she's like, you told me that you wanted this. And I was like, you should not listen to like anything I say. But even though our anniversary is not now, uh, it's in a couple of days, the box came in so I could see what it was. And this is not an ad, but I did tell our producers to hit them up because I'm happy to talk about it. Have you heard of Lettuce Grow? No. Okay. So <laughs> I, this sounds so dorky, but it's effectively a hydroponic garden. It's like this kind of tower that you fill with water and it's got like a pump in the bottom and you plug it in and you like kind of set the timer. And then it's got like all these little holes all the way up the tower and I've seen it, one of these. Yeah, and it pumps water up and then the water falls down on the root system behind it. So we've got like chives and romaine lettuce and cherry tomatoes. And we've got a whole fucking garden, which is dope. And then also like we don't we have it outside because we live in Los Angeles, but you can get ones that go inside that have like a light. You can just grow shit inside. So she got me this and I'm so invested in the lives of these plants now. I don't do anything. Like it's literally. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like there's any work on your part at all. None whatsoever. So like all you got to do, you fill up the bottom with water and then uh-huh. you, then that's the water it uses for the entire season. And then you have to put in nutrients and then you have to check the pH balance to make sure it's not too acidic or too base or whatever. And then that's it. And then you set a timer and then you walk away. And so I just go out there and I'm as if I'm doing something, like as I'm some sort of horticulturalist or something. I don't even know if that's a word. you talk to them? No, but I should go like play music for them. I should play this podcast for them, to be honest with you. You, A lot of people say like you're you're supposed to talk to your plants. I don't know. Yeah, I I believe it, man. Anyway, so (laughs) I'm like fully invested. I go out every day and I'm like, man, that romaine's looking fucking good. The sage is going crazy, bro. The mixed greens come on with it. We got strawberries coming. So anyways, so I'm on the app and I'm like, bro, I want peppers. I want jalapenos. I want serrano. I want I want to make some salsa here. And they're like, mm. oh, sorry, it's out of season. I'm like, we live in Los Angeles. It's never, nothing's <laughs> ever out of season. So I'm just going to go to Lowe's or Home Depot and just like get those plants and just shove them in the holes and see what happens. I also want to get. works? They're just little plants in like little oh. pods, you know? Huh. Yeah. I do want to get a weed plant though, and I don't even smoke weed. Oh, genius! But I do want. I I always want one, and then I would like my friends come over. That well, everyone smokes weed. I'm like the only one of my friends that don't smoke weed. But they come over. I'd be like, if you want some weed, go clip it off the clip it clip it off my <laughs> garden over there. So yeah, get on that selling that ad because I'm in, man. Totally a gardener now. Green thumb. You're drinking that Kool Aid. I mean, listen, it's just like a fun little. I get to go outside, I get to look at it, you know. <laughs> Oh, look. I mean, this thing costs, you know, however much money. It's going to save us $14 over the year in produce, I'm sure. It's weird because I thought that Bachelorette was going to air this week. And they took the week off. Really? Yeah, we got two episodes of Dancing with the Stars. I'm like, we're all cheating. We don't have the last episode. but So it starts next week? Is that that the thing? Yeah, and now it makes sense because I was really annoyed they'd cut out the the final scene of The Bachelor in Paradise where – we, and we filmed it. We filmed it a bunch, and it was like an important thing we had to get done and done right. And I had this like lo- kind of like long speech I had to give, and so it was this really cool boom shot of all the couples like kissing and like being engaged. And then the boom shot swung around to me in the bar, and I and I officially like closed the bar. You know, I put a sign up and said the bar's closed. I'm like, don't worry, we'll be back again. You know, next year, Bachelor Nation. 
And here's a clip of um, of Michelle's season as The Bachelorette, which is airing next week. And then they moved it. And so then, obvi- I mean, they might have cut mm-hmm. it for other reasons, but uh, they couldn't cut that because it was one continuous shot. So I was like, oh, why didn't we do a different one where it was like, it's coming up soon, you know? So anyways, yeah. now it makes more sense why they cut that out. I have to say, I'm so not excited about this Bachelorette season. I don't know why. Why? Just because I don't feel like I know her. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. I think she seems like so normal and so great. Maybe that's what it so is. so genuine. That's what it She's is. too normal for you? She's too normal. Oh, I love that. I need Dildo Girl back, dude. Dildo no, Girl. No, do not need her back. That season was a train wreck. I know, but like. Are you just I, a White Claw on a Monday night? Dude, I'm clawing it up, baby. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know, but like I was invested in Dildo Girl because she was Dildo Girl. So for some reason, not like super invested in Michelle because I don't know her. Oh, well, I'm pumped. I'm sure I'll be all into it, you know. Oh, you will for sure. Got to know who like the new meat is for Paradise this year. Not yet. That and the rumors I've been seeing flying around all say the new Bachelor is one of her contestants. Oh, yeah, I've heard that too. So, gotta find out who that is. Yeah, which annoys me. Like, why do you guys need to announce that shit? I don't need to know who the next guy is, you know? Yeah. Okay, you got any fave things, bro? I have a least fave thing. Cool, give it to me. And I was, what? Give it to me, shoot me straight. I was really hoping it was gonna be a fave thing. Mm. So I watched the first half of it a couple nights ago when I was in Austin, actually. Yeah. And it's a Netflix movie with Jake Gyllenhaal. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. It's where he's like a 911 operator. Did you watch it? No. It's on the docket. It looks a lot like a movie that Halle Berry did like four or five years yeah. ago. Yeah. It does look like that. Okay. It's called The Guilty. Yeah. One of the, I think it's the producer is somebody, uh, is the guy from True Detective. And obviously we love Jake Gyllenhaal. So I was just like really, really excited about this. And They sell it as a thriller. It's October. This is when all the scary movies come out. And so I was thinking, and it's rated R. So I was thinking, okay, this is going to be a good, scary, gory. Something's going down in this movie. Like, this is going to be kind of scary. I shouldn't watch this at night alone. Like, you know, it's going to be good. And I'm watching it. I I get halfway in. And the only setting, the only place that is in this movie is Jake Gyllenhaal sitting at a desk answering 911 calls. Like, it does not go anywhere else like you he's talking to people on the phone but the only shot you see for 45 minutes is jake gyllenhaal sitting at a desk with a headset on wow it's a lot it's one thing like that space movie that sandra bullock did with george clooney it's like Mm -hmm. like that was kind of like that too like they were only in the spaceship but it's sandra bullock and george clooney and they're in space it's like you can do that so at 45 minutes in, I'm like, I'm not sure. Like something has kept me watching this i'm not sure what it is like this isn't going anywhere i love you jake but like i'm a little bored so turned it off finished it today and I was like all right something's gonna happen we're gonna find out that this chick he's talking to is like a demon or some demons got her and they're gonna brutally murder her like something's gotta happen right yeah guys nothing happens nothing nothing dude I know I was really disappointed okay well I'm not gonna watch that now I actually didn't even watch the last 10 minutes because I was like they can't do anything in 10 minutes and I'm mad yeah So you didn't even, you so got yeah, I, you I, got all the way to the finish line and then decided well, not to I cross. Had to, I had to come record this podcast, so I'll probably go watch the last ten minutes. Yeah, you gotta finish. Hang up. You gotta finish. I got all finish it, but like, there's nothing gonna happen in ten minutes. Like, yeah. no demons are coming out with ten minutes left. You know? Yeah. So I was just like, gosh, dang, like, yeah. why'd Jake sign up for this? I don't know. Mm. Money. 
Yeah, paycheck. So I don't know, guys. I, I don't know if I would waste my time on that one. All right, good to know. Zero dings. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are excited about it. It's on a lot of people's watch list, but I just I don't know, guys. Yeah. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. I have a favorite thing. Okay. I finally finished Ted Lasso season two. It is so much better of a television show than any other television show that's on TV right now, and it's not even close. It's not even close how much better that show is than everything else on TV. If you're a girl that hasn't, a woman, who hasn't seen Ted Lasso, just because it's about soccer doesn't mean it's not for you, because I would actually venture to say that the sports aspect of the show is the smallest portion of the show, and it's just all about Ted Lasso and how he is just the best dude in the world and why he's such an amazing coach done such a good job at character development i cry in every episode no joke and i laugh at every episode like the emotional roller coaster that i go on in ted lasso is insane <laughs> and i don't even know how to explain it i think it has to do with the fact that i did grow up playing sports up into college and everything so like it's near and dear to my heart it's just so fucking good you haven't seen it, have you? No. You can watch it or don't, whatever. I know you had a hard time getting the show made. Now, looking back, it's every network is the dumbest in the world that didn't greenlight this thing because it's so incredibly perfect. Ted Lasso is amazing. <laughs> you got to watch it. Yeah, I do. That one and Succession, like, there are two oh. that I just got to gotta watch. Did you watch Midnight Mass? I haven't gotten back on that yet. What about Squid Games? I haven't started that either. Dude, stop doing horse stuff and, like, get it <laughs> together. <laughs> okay, I was in Austin last weekend for ACL. I get it, I get it. I played a show, I watched my sister, I was traveling, I have been riding horses. Also, my family's in town. Oh, God. And when they're here, they yeah. just they take a lot of my attention, so... Is Miley there? She is. Why don't you do the show next week when I'm out of the country with Miley? I can't even get Miley on Sorry We're Stoned. I know, but she thinks my name is Adam Wells, so she should do it for us. Yes, she does. <laughs> we'll see. I have another favorite thing. Okay. I don't even know if I'm supposed to announce this, but whatever. I'm going to announce it. January 19th, the 23rd. Ya boy is going to be playing an LPGA event pro-am. So I'm going to be playing with professional women in Florida. It's going to be televised. 
Wait, wait, wait. Professional what? Women. Golf. You're playing a women's golf tournament? Yeah, so it's a women's golf tournament where they're they're playing, you know, for money. And then there's also a celebrity aspect. Those are called pro-ams. And so I'm going to be playing in it. Huh. It's going to be televised. And I'm just very excited, Alex. I don't think anyone cares that you're announcing this if you're not supposed to be. <laughs> well, maybe the LPGA <laughs> wanted to. Didn't want, They're want not to... listening to this podcast. <laughs> but I don't think. <laughs> Listen, don't shit on my rainbow, okay? <laughs> Where's this little tournament at? It's in Orlando. Orlando. I yeah. hate Orlando, but cool. Anyways, my brother's going to come with me. He's my caddy. And there's a $500,000 purse. What charity are you giving that to? (laughs) (laughs) The Wells Adams needs a new car fund. Uh, I'm really excited. And also, like, there are some other people that are going to be playing in it who this audience knows very well. Ben Higgins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Ben, Ben and I are going to be playing in it. So I'm really excited. We have to hang out with Ben for a weekend. get to... Play, play golf with some amazing women. Big fan of the LPGA. I know that maybe no one thinks that I'm being serious, but I am. Those fucking girls are good, dude. These girls are going to beat the shit out of me. It's going to be really, really fun to watch. We had a party yesterday, and my friend was like, what are you looking forward to? I'm like, well, I'm going to Africa, which I am really looking forward to. I need to, like, separate, wind down, and just, like, unplug from <clears throat> the world. And then I was like, I'm really excited about this golf tournament. It's something I'm really looking forward to. So whatever. Speaking of Africa, yeah, are you just going to be in Cape Town the whole time, or what's your deal? Basically, we're doing Franchuk and Parle and um, Stellenbosch, <laughs> and then we're going up to uh, for a game drive. Do you have – is your schedule, like, booked? Like, you have it all planned out? Yes. I was going to say, if you want to go horseback riding in the – in the vineyards and like do the oh. wine tasting via horseback. I've got I've got the place you should go, and it's in Franchuk. So will you send it over? So I'll give that to my brother. One just for his company to do cool shit with, and then Sarah might like that. Do you have anything else, or should we go to? Should we call up Ingrid Michelson? I think let's call Ingrid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see if she remembers me. Let's go. Very excited to have on YFT the one and only platinum certified Ingrid Michelson. Ingrid, I don't know if you remember this and I kind of hope you don't, but I used to be a radio DJ in Nashville at a station called Lightning 100. Oh, I love Lightning 100. Yeah. Have we met? Yes, I used to do the morning show. (laughs) Shut up. I have interviewed probably, I don't know, two, 3,000 musicians um, over my time at Lightning and iHeart and everything. And the question I always get is, who was your favorite interview? And I'm not, I'm not fucking lying. When they ask, who's your favorite interview? I always say you. And do you know why I always say you? Uh, Aside aside from the fact that you're an amazing singer and all your music is fantastic and a great performer. I have such a vivid memory of this. And it's probably something that you don't even think about, but... I remember you coming in to my studio. You were so nice. Uh, and I'm sure you were prepped by like your your manager or whatever, being like, this is Wells, you know, like he's doing, he's the morning show host. You were so nice. You said, uh, hey, Wells, good to see you again. So you, you had like remembered that we had met the year before. And I said, the thing that I always do is like, okay, so two songs, uh, like, what do you want to do? And I remember you said, well, last year I played this song and this song. And the year before that, when I was here with David Hall, I played this song and this song. So I was thinking that this year I'd play this song and this song, you know, to kind of spice it up for the audience. And I remember thinking, wow, this is amazing that someone has like the wherewithal to think this way. And now I get 
why Ingrid is successful and famous because she she has the foresight to think this way before she goes into to a studio. And anyways, that's a story I tell, and I'm so happy to have you on the show. But yet I can't remember meeting you. <laughs> well, in all fairness, this <laughs> so was in- Something has happened clearly to my brain between 2008, whenever that was, and now. Yeah, well, to be fair, I went um, and looked it up. It was in 2011, so 10 years ago, you're allowed to forget. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. I mean, I did a lot of those radio events, but Lightning 100, I very specifically remember because the studio was like so teeny tiny yep. and we'd all sort of be like on it, like my bandmates, we'd all be like right up against each other. But I have very fond memories of that, of, of that place and of that station. They were always very kind to me. So thank you. That's a lovely story. Um, I wish I remembered. I mean, I know you now from TV, obviously. So I could have used this as a claim to fame, and I, <laughs> I, now I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how are you doing? How How is life, uh, you know, kind of mid-pandemic for Ingrid Michaelson? Well, life mid-pandemic is pretty much the same as life all pandemic. <laughs> I have pretty bad um, anxiety in terms of, like, re-returning to life as normal. So... You know, I, I'm I'm working on a Broadway musical right now, and Broadway is back. Everyone's going to opening nights, and I I was supposed to go to one the other night, and you know, a couple of days before, I was like, no, I can't do it. I just can't sit in the theater, and so I'm pretty much like, I'm you know, I'm get I'm still working, and obviously I'm I'm writing, and I'm lucky enough that my job doesn't require me always to have to move around too much. So I've been okay. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a time, hasn't it? Yeah, it really has. And I'm I'm also just a hypochondriac, so like I was like, uh, 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 I have it, I have it. <laughs> like I just always was convinced that you know I was the one purelling my groceries, like that was me. And then I realized like, oh, I can say no to things, and you know my manager would keep asking me. I'm like, no, can't because of this whole thing. And she's like, totally understand it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can say no to things now. And then. I was like, maybe I can actually just like relax and, and, and figure out sort of like where my center is. Cause I was sort of weeble wobbling all over the place with various projects. And then you, it gets to the point where you're like, okay, but now what do I, what, what am I doing with my life? I'm a loser. I'm, I've done nothing. I'm sitting around watching TV all day, which we can talk about. Um, cause I love TV. I'm just like inches away from going to that Broadway opening. I'm just like, I just need the numbers to be a little bit lower. <laughs> you know, knock on all the wood around me. Ingrid Michaelson is, is going gonna, is gonna to emerge pretty soon. But she just hasn't yet. She's still in her cocoon. I take it that you haven't done a live show yet. Nope. Not since December of 2019. So wow. we, we went to a show last night. It was the first indoor show Sarah and I had gone to. The opening band, who we went to go see, started at 8.30. When they finished at like 9.30, we were like, we have to go we have to go to bed. We can't wait for the headliner. And so oh, my, because yeah. we've gotten so used to going to bed at like 9.30 at night that like when this is all over, like I think we all just need to like make an agreement that like things are just going to start earlier for us now, guys, because we're just used to it. I mean, totally. I 100 percent agree. I go to bed early. I don't go to sleep early. Yeah, right. Like, oh, it's 930. I have to lay in bed for two hours <laughs> and get on my phone for like, you know, most of that and watch something on TV in the background. And then I go to sleep around, you know, midnight. I don't like planning things at night. I'm like, yeah. 
my first show back is going to be my holiday show. I have a holiday show every year in New York City where I live. And I had one last year. It was uh, it was virtual. This year, we're hoping to have it be not virtual. So far, so good. And I was like, let's start it at 7. Yeah. <laughs> The doors are going to be probably 6.30. We'll have, like, our opening act at 7. I was like, and then not even that, don't even have a, like, you know, sometimes they have a first, then there's a second act, and then you're you're the third. I was like, let's not even have a, a second act. Let's just, like, opening act, and then us, and then, and incidentally, we open for ourselves as elderly people singing Christmas parodies, so it's literally just, like, us <laughs> singing in tracksuits and wigs, and then a little break, and then us doing the show. I was like, we'll be done by, you know, like, 9.15, in you bed know, by 10 to get in the car <laughs> and take off my lashes you know it'll be but yeah I do think I, I I wonder I wonder what this is doing to 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 humanity if if all of us are just like it's definitely like I was already a homebody and now I'm just I was just thinking about this the other night because I was like I can't I hate committing to things at night my boyfriend's ex-wife who I'm close with she was having her a birthday party and it was outside at her house and she lives in Jersey. It's like two hours away. And I was like, it's two hours away. And it starts at five. <laughs> I was like, which means, you know, I'm going to be there till like at least eight. And then I'm going to have to take it, you know, take the train home. That's another two hours. I was like, and then I'm like, I'm home at 10. It was like the late. <laughs> I can't be home at 10. Um, I ended up doing that and it wasn't the end of the world, but. I'm all for, you know, ending the night early, but I don't want to start my day any earlier. So basically I want to <laughs> still wake up at 10 <laughs> give take, and then go to, you know, be in bed by 10. I want to be in bed for half of half of my day sleeping for maybe eight of those hours. That's, that's, that's the plan for me. I don't even know where to begin to unpack the statement that your boyfriend's ex-wife is a I good know. friend of yours and you went two hours to go hang out with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, it's what they call a blended family. Yeah. She calls me her wifey, so we're good. What are you going to do? That's, you're, <laughs> you're too mature. You, are. <laughs> you mentioned that you've got a holiday show coming up. That's a good segue into Songs for the Season, so tell us about that. That's right. I'm supposed to plug my record. Okay. <laughs> In 2018, when we were all so young and naive, uh, I released a record called Songs for the Season, which has a bunch of holiday and Christmas songs on it, um, all very sort of 1940s, 50s, vintage, Bing Crosby, you know, Nat King Cole, Judy Garland vibes. And um, I want, I knew I wanted to do a deluxe version because everybody seems to do a Christmas deluxe version like two or three years after. So why, you know, why be original and just do what everybody else does? Yes, thank you. So that's what I do. I'm putting out a deluxe that has five more songs on it. Um, one of them is a song that I did with Jason Mraz that we released last year, which is an original. And there's three classic songs and a new original that I wrote with my friend Dave Barnes and Zoe Deschanel. Which nice. I'm very about because... Although when I met her, I didn't gush over Elf. Elf is like my favorite. <laughs> it's definitely my favorite Christmas movie, if not my favorite movie. And so for those of you that don't know, Zoe Deschanel was in Elf. And so that was very exciting for me. So yeah, that's that's what we have coming out. And I probably should have an actual date to tell you, but I could definitely find that out by using my cell phone and texting my manager right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like it's probably sometime during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, but I should know. Wait, when is my record coming out? I feel like I should know these things. That's the whole point of this, right? Is that I should be, I should be, I should know things. I'll find out and I'll report back. It'll be suspenseful. Like now there's like a suspenseful <laughs> thing that's going on. And when will it be released? Oh no, it'll happen soon. I've always just loved Christmas. I'm like a Christmas freak. Just ever since I was a kid. And it's funny because my brother and I grew up in the same household and he's like, what's with you? I was like, what's with you? Like, how are you not? I, I start listening to Christmas music in, you know, September and I've already started watching. I have a system. I watch some Christmas movies in September. I start, but I don't watch like the real juicy ones until like mid to late October. And That's then so pretty early. October to December, it's just whatever. But right now I'm in like a Krampus. I wa- I've watched that a bunch of times. The Family Stone, for whatever reason, that one is like, it puts me to sleep at night. I want to like live inside <laughs> that family. We need to talk about that because I love The Family Stone. And I, I ma- and I made my fiance watch it. And I was like, I love this movie. It reminds me of like my family. And it's like going home. And afterwards, she was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is yeah. this movie's terrible. The brother <laughs> hooks up with the fiance of the other brother. Like, this is terrible. <laughs> well, you're spoiling it for everyone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or Dermot Mulroney, because I can never remember which one is which. Dermot Mulroney. Dylan McDermott. Dermot Mulroney. Which I one get them mixed up, too. I don't know. They are the same person. Yeah. yeah. Well, whichever one. He does he does some shady shit. And, you know, the end. I always skip the ending, because I don't need to know that. Yeah. In my mind, Diane Keaton comes down the stairs, and she has, you know, her hair has grown back. And so it's that, that's how it ends for me. It's definitely a little sus. I feel like the kids these days might not like understand the charm, but I can't help it. And I will not, I, nobody can, you cannot pry that movie from my dead cold hands. I'll be buried with a DVD of it. If, I love it. If you were in that film, would you be more Dermot Mulroney or would you be more Luke Wilson? Like into? I see what you're saying. Would I be more like free spirited or would I be more trying to please society. No, if you Free spirit, be, if you are I, Sarah Jessica Parker, are you going after Dermot Mulroney or are you going after Luke Wilson? If I'm Sarah Jessica Parker, you're the star. Well, I mean, if I was anybody, I'd be Rachel McAdams. That's what I think. <laughs> I'm like, all I care about is being Rachel McAdams. How dare you not be able to make that assumption? But if I was Sarah Jessica Parker, I have to put myself into her, her shoes. I would probably go for Luke Wilson. Yeah. Who would you go for if you were Sarah Jessica Parker? I would go for Luke Wilson. I like the idea of dating the stoner professor over like the businessman that wants to go to Alaska and see the totem pole. Ugh, the totem pole. <laughs> it's so hard. It is so annoying if you're, if you, yeah, you really do know that movie, don't you? Brandy, who are you going for? I flew there, I flew there for the raising of it. Yeah. <laughs> the town got together and they raised money and. Got the guy. Oh, God. Well, I've always actually on. dreamed of going to Alaska. So <laughs> there yeah. you go. He, he, does, he does leave Sarah Jessica Parker in a matter of like literal minutes. He falls in love. As soon as Claire Dane steps off the bus and face plants, he's like, yeah, yeah. He devote a whole podcast episode just to, okay, my record is out November 5th, everyone. Woo! November. God, that was really loud. 
Are you like more of like a tra traditional holiday person, like Elf and and like that movie, or are you like a lifetime Hallmark holiday person? Okay, I'm glad you asked this question because <laughs> I straddle both universes. I am primarily a you know Elf, Christmas Story, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Miracle on 34th Street, It's a Wonderful Life, you know Fred Claus. I could go on, but. There are a few Hallmark movies that, for whatever reason, if they have Alicia Witt in them, they worm their way into my heart. And one of the movies that I've been watching in rotation is called A Very Merry Mix-Up. I mean, you can guess what happens from the title. It's just <laughs> such a crazy mix-up. There are a handful of, of Hallmark movies that are just, I don't know what it is about them. Yeah, I think the reason why people love them so much is because they know what they're getting themselves into. You know, it's like high-powered businessman from the city goes back to the small town, fa falls in love with the baker. You know, one of the five women that are in all those movies and their fiancé is like a businessman and he doesn't really get Christmas and she goes, you know, back to her hometown for some reason and there's, you know, a guy in a plaid shirt and he builds things with his hands for a living <laughs> and there's some contests and they have to like build a tree house together or something and she falls in love with him and then the the fiance is like I understand you know it's always <laughs> this amazing breakup and then there's the driest kiss ever at the very end you know the mouths don't the mouths don't open at all they're just like, <laughs> like there might as well be like construction paper in between their faces but they are really satisfying and very formulaic, and they, but they know what they're doing. Also, the, the one thing that does bug me about Hallmark Christmas movies, all of their coats look like they're brand new, never been worn, and they all have like a thin little scarf like wrapped once around their neck, and then it's obviously not cold wherever they're, and all their handbags also look brand new and like there's nothing in them. <laughs> like they just rip the tag off and put it on someone's arm. So I I do have a bone to pick with the props and costume department. They could rough things up and make them look a little more. But maybe they like that pristine, you know. I think they do. Fresh off the Burlington coat rack rack. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do like them. I do. I do. Let's talk about other favorite things of yours before we let you go. Are you watching? Are you binging anything? I'm watching ba Bachelor in Paradise. Oh. And you've got Dean and uh, Halen coming back, right? To the scene of the crime. Yeah, exactly. So I have a funny relationship with that show in that I first started watching The Bachelor years ago. I would find myself standing in front of the TV screaming at it, like in full rage. And so I stopped watching it because I was like, I can't stand all these women pining over this guy. Then The Bachelorette came out and I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and I watched Ashley and JP's season, got very, very invested in them somehow. And then I just fell off. Maybe I was touring. I don't know. And I never watched, didn't watch anything, didn't watch anything, never watched anything. And then pandemic happened and my best friend was with me in LA and she got stuck with me there for literally like, I think she was just stayed with me for like three months. And we're like, you know, everyone keeps talking about Bachelor in Paradise. And like, we, I really don't know any, we don't, I didn't know that it was like old bachelorettes and old, you know, previous season bachelorettes and bachelors coming but we were like, we'll just watch it. We'll watch the most recent season and we'll, you know, we'll see what it's about. Having no clue who any of these people are. So we watched the most recent one, bought it. We had to buy it because it wasn't streaming on anything or that I had. So we watched it and then we were like, hmm, 
This is intriguing. Maybe let's watch like season three. We randomly were like, okay, now we're going to watch. So then we watched season three and then we're like, fuck, we got to watch the whole thing. So then we watched one, two, four, and then they've had all assembled in our brains. And I was, since then, I've now watched the bachelor and the bachelorette seasons completely sucked me in. I'm, I, I am in it upside down. I am through it. Yeah. It's pretty intense. I started watching, um, UK love Island. Uh-oh. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know any of these things. This is like all new to me. I haven't seen love Island actually. There's so many episodes. <laughs> There's like 45 episodes or something. It's oh, insanity. Gosh. And you get to know these characters so well. Characters. They're humans. <laughs> No, they're not. You get to know them so well that you're just so invested. It's it's pretty wild. But I definitely have 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 turned to those shows in recent times. There's something comforting. It's kind of like along along the lines of like the Hallmark movie and the. There's just something that's just very comforting about about it all. So I think that can go along my favorite things: Christmas and Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> there you go. What more do you need to know? And I have a record coming out November 5th. There we go. <laughs> Wait, do you have a favorite couple for this season of Paradise? Everybody probably says the same thing. Joe and um, Serena. Yeah. I think they're my favorite couple just because they seem the most genuinely interested in each other. Mm-hmm. But there seems to be a lot of people just trying to get famous on this season. A lot of shady stuff was happening. Oh, and Wells, you just had to take somebody out to the beach and have a little chat chat with uh, Ivan. Yeah. Yeah. I watch too many of these shows where, like everybody's name. It just becomes like one big name. Yeah, that was like, you know, hello. And then the hurricane. Oh, Lord. What can we, t- you know, we can only take so much. <laughs> what are some other things that are that are your favorites right now? I want to know, are you reading any books or bands that you're into? I just started a book called The Plot, which is by Jean, I forget her last name, and I literally just met her because she was at my boyfriend's ex-wife's birthday party. Jean Korolitz. She wrote the book that The Undoing was based on. Oh, cool. So I just started reading that, and it's somewhat suspenseful so far, and I'm excited about that. Music. I'm having trouble with music lately. I feel like an old woman, but I'm just having difficulty latching on to music in a way. Like I find myself listening to, you know, older things that I've listened to years ago. And I'm an old. I'm gonna. And and a lot of it sounds the same. I'm like, oh, how many times can I hear this? And now there's this weird way of singing, where people say like. Um, there's like a weird accent that's purveying across the pop world. Like, um, like you wouldn't say you're the one, you'd say you're the one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Now, listen, they, there's like a dip song, like, a, like, like, um, the reason, like, it's a reason. <laughs> so just whiny extra whiny, syllables whiny, but it's adding an extra syllable yeah and like some people call it cursive singing like on yeah. tiktok there's like a there's like a trend of like cursive singing yeah look up cursive singing on tiktok and there's a kid who sings like i'm singing in cursive yeah gabby sing happy birthday in cursive happy birthday joy Happy birthday, <laughs> Happy birthday, Happy birthday. It's like, it's like this, uh, 
<laughs> a specific way of singing that now everybody seems to be singing like it. And I'm just like, I don't understand. I'm old. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't understand it. But Brandy, but this I, is this is what I've been talking about. All like the the guy sad bastard music that that you like, Brandy. I'm always like, it sounds like they've got marbles in their mouths. And now yeah. I understand what she's talking about. It's yeah. the cursive thing. And it doesn't take away from like if I really like a song, I can I can power through that weird accent <laughs> thing. But then it's like they're like, oh, well, no, no, no. like they'll sing something and then they'll they'll be like, so what do you think of that song? And I'm like, wait, but that's how. I'm so confused. What just happened between the way you sang? And I'm not saying like I listened to some of my older music and I definitely had like a way of singing with my voice and I did a thing that I thought was cool. And I think that's just what it is. I think like there's like a wave of and there always are. There are waves of singing. If you listen to all these singers from the 1950s, this is how they sang. If you listen to all the folk music, all the Joni Mitchell wannabes, they all had that sort of like same thing. So I think we're just in this wave of this bizarre sort of British accent, crunchy voice. I don't know how more people are like, what is what is happening? But I feel like I'm the only one. But maybe marbles in the mouth is kind of good too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally making Christmas music that sounds like it was made in the 1940s. So that tells you where my, <laughs> where my brain is. I'm in another, I'm in another decade far, far away. And I'm writing a musical which is not pop music at all. So I'm writing The Notebook for Broadway. Really? Let's talk about that for That's a second. cool. Yeah. We're doing a Broadway adaptation of The Notebook. I mean, we're going to be in Chicago at our out-of-town try in, um, in the spring and hopefully moving to New York. There's no definite date, and there's only 41 Broadway theaters, so it's sort of a log jam right now, but we're hoping, we're hoping to be in the, in the next season. Um, but it's very, very exciting. And it's it's kind of amazing to write music and have other people singing it and interpreting it. Very satisfying. And it's 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 also lovely to not be the one who has to be in the light limelight and be the one carrying everything. And, you know, that weighs on you after a while. And I'm not even hugely famous, so I can't imagine, you know, what very famous people, very famous fa- musicians and must feel like there's something that's just so lovely about being behind the table, you know, mm-hmm. but still being creative and, and seeing other humans taking time to learn the things that you've written and to interpret them. It's mind blowing how incredible it is. It's just my favorite thing I've ever done is, is writing this musical. I'm so, 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 so excited for it. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty amazing. Have you cast this thing yet? Yeah. We have our cast for Chicago. The thing is with actors, you know, they might get a TV show and, you know, you mm. can't be like, well, don't do that thing that pays you a lot of money because I need you for six weeks in Chicago, you know. Yeah. So fingers <laughs> crossed that none of them get a job. Because <laughs> I love them all so much. They're all so, so, so talented. You know, but if that happens, it happens. My boyfriend's an actor and he's does Broadway and does TV. So it's sort of like, it's always a dance. Once we go to New York, then... You hopefully you bring the same people along with you, whoever is available, you figure it out. But yeah, we do have a we do have our cast as of now. It hasn't been announced yet, but it's pretty it's pretty amazing. It's not like the movie. We are not doing the stage version of the movie at all. We're we're definitely taking a lot of chances and a lot of liberties and really pushing some boundaries. The story is the same. 
Is Nicholas Sparks involved with it at all? He's given us permission to to change certain things. Like he's like, yes, do. basically he's like, do whatever it is that you want to do. That's awesome. I'm, you know, I'm I'm down. I'm excited. Yeah, but he ha- he's been very hands off, which I think is really smart because mm-hmm. I've been to musicals where they literally replicate the movie. If I want to watch the movie, I'm going to watch the movie. I don't want, you know, I want to see an interpretation. I want to see something that's been sort of pulled apart and explored in different ways. I want the story to be there. I want the story Mm -hmm. to be the same. I want the characters' names to be the same. I want that. I want those, you know, that foundation. But it's a musical. Like, we're allowed to, we're singing. Like, things are going to change. Like, it's it's a magical universe that we're creating here. Once you have somebody singing on stage, it's it can be really hideous and cheesy or it can be really mind-blowingly beautiful and bizarre and transcendent and that's hopefully what we're where we're leaning into. It's been a since 2017 we've been working on it. It's been a long long time and we were way late obviously because of covid like everybody on Broadway. It's been exciting and long and fun and I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm not ex- I'm not extremely excited about being in Chicago in February because I hear <laughs> it can get a little cold <laughs> we'll, we're just gonna have to be layered up and then we'll be in the theater most of the time so you've gotten to work with a bunch of like super talented people you mentioned Zoe earlier Dave Barnes who's like one of the funniest guys in the world I know you did something with Zane oh you know Dave, oh, you know Dave from lightning 100 days or have you interviewed him for this no, from our lightning days, and he was in like ten out of ten, and like he's more of a stand-up, really. I feel like than a musician. When I go, to, when I'd go to his shows, yeah, we we when we write together, we have a very similar sense of humor, and we just spend like half the time laughing, crying, and this is like over Zoom. It's just a funny. We we have we have so much fun together when we write. But yeah, he's hysterical. We've gotten to work with a lot of different people. I feel like this, you did something with Zane recently. Do you have a favorite person you've gotten to work with? That's putting me on a spot. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Favorite artist? Well, I got to work with Sarah Bareilles very early on. And we wrote a song together called Winter Song when we first like became friends. And she's just kind of like one of the nicest, most talented people. I'll say her. I like that. She's great. That's a good answer. Before we let you go, where can everyone follow you? And one more time when that Songs the Season Deluxe comes out. Songs for the Season Deluxe comes out. And just so you know, it's featuring Zoe Deschanel, Jason Mraz, Leslie Odom Jr., Christina Perry, my boyfriend Will Chase, who you might know from the show, Nashville. He was Luke Wheeler. Oh, and Grace Vanderwall. I've got great people on that record. So that's coming out November 5th. And then following me, just Ingrid Michelson. I, I really only do Instagram. I mean, I do TikTok, but I don't really do TikTok. So <laughs> don't follow me there or follow me there. Do whatever you want. I don't care. I do care. Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> I part my hair in the middle now and I wear baggy jeans. Love me. <laughs> and go see The Notebook in Chicago in November. No, February? And so we're starting, we have our our rehearsals in February, but we're going to be opening in the beginning of April. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Ingrid, thank you so much for being on the show. You're still my favorite interview, even though you forgot me 11 years later. It's okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. So this is the problem is that I know you because I've seen your face on television. So I've seen you in a certain specific way, but now I'm kind of remembering you. You were young. 
Yeah, well, it was like eleven like the years. Young ago. one there because there were older guys there. Yeah, and you were like the young guy. Yep. And I'm remembering now very, very vaguely, and I'm going to go watch YouTube clips and refresh my old memory. But thank you. You're very sweet for saying that. And it's lovely to meet you guys. Meet you again and lovely to meet you for the first time. Thanks Andy. for coming on. Yeah, that was yeah, fun. Yeah, fun. Appreciate it. And, you know, enjoy the enjoy the rest of the pandemic. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Have a great time. Life's great. <laughs> thank you, guys. All right, see, see you later. Okay, bye. She's the best. Funny. Really funny. Like the more that she when she was talking about like singing in cursive, that now I can't unhear it from everything I'm listening to, and I'm like, God, everyone's doing this. I love it anyway. I do too. But like we were watching SNL the other night, Halsey, and I was like, Halsey does this. Well, yeah. Speaking of SNL, did you watch Kim host? Yeah, that's the one we watched. Did you like it or I, not? I haven't watched it yet. I just saw. I keep seeing the picture of her with Tyler Cameron, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, why wasn't I invited there, you know? Because <laughs> you don't live in New York. I guess that's true. They had Chris Rock up there. Chris Rock is a former cast member of SNL. Yeah. I'm sitting there being like, this is the best idea we had for you with Chris Rock? <laughs> I don't know, bring back an old bit that he used to do? It's good. Kim Kardashian's a terrible actress. The writing they did for her was very, very good. That's what I heard. I heard that whoever wrote her monologue killed it. Yeah. And I got to watch it. It's a lot of OJ Simpson jokes. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I love Ingrid Michaelson. She's very funny. I, she's like one of those people that I feel like I would be friends with if not for she doesn't live in Lo Los Angeles, really. Mm -hmm. You know? For sure. Yeah, I could see that. Speaking of musicians, did you see the video of Smash Mouth performing at a beer festival? On no. TikTok, on our YFT page, we'll repost it. It is the funniest thing in the world. Smash Mouth, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Come on. You know, Smash Mouth. The lead singer's just fucking trashed, telling the, the, <laughs> the audience that he's going to murder their family. There's one point where he's just like sitting there with the beer, like leaning up against like the pole of the stage and the beer falls and he's like not like able to stand. At some point just brings a girl up, gives her the mic and she just starts saying like, it's my birthday. He tells the crowd to shut the fuck up. He's the lead singer, forgets the lyrics to his one hit song. Hey no. now. That's the lyrics. <laughs> oh, God, man. It's so funny. Anyways, we'll post this on the YFT Instagram page. It's the funniest thing. At one point, it looks like he does the Heil Hitler thing. He might be waving, but it looks, it doesn't look good. Hey, now, you're a racist. Hey, now, white supremacist. Get the show on. Get paid for playing a beer festival. <laughs> I guess he's retired now. So I guess if you do the Heil Hitler, um, you gotta retire. Those are the those are the rules. Hey, now you're in Shrek. Now you're unemployed. Because I was gonna play it for you, but you can't hear him very well. They did like the TikTok thing or the Instagram thing where they've got the subtitles. It's much funnier. It's like, Fuck I'm you! Gonna I'm gonna watch. fucking murder you. Inaudible, inaudible. Drunk drops fucking beer. Hey now, you're an all star. You sing it. <laughs> it's great. Good wow. times. Good times. Do you have some fave music, bro? I listened to my release radar and music Friday this week, and I really I couldn't even listen because like it's just not great. No. I mean, the one song I liked was someone that doesn't need our promotion. Mm, Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber put out a song with it. somebody named Troy Boy. 
Oh, okay. Who, who I've never heard of. Yeah. But it's actually a really cool song. All right. Well, not going to play that because you're right. We don't, you don't need... have to. There was some stuff I really liked. What do you got? I like this Houndmouth track, Make It to Midnight. I just really like Houndmouth a lot. And now we got it right. You and me, baby, on the red, red skies. We got to make it to midnight. Some get high, some grow tired, and some go. Big Houndmouth guy over here. They're great. That's called Make It to Midnight. I also really like this Manchester Orchestra Dirty Projectors collab. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but it's called Telepath, and I thought it was really rad. In your mind, it's just a new and glorious morning. You ain't never gonna let nobody take that light again. Everyone I know is slowly falling in the ocean. I don't wanna be next to row. I never learned to swim. Baby, do you love me? Baby, do you love me? Baby, do you love me? No, no. That's Manchester Orchestra and Dirty Projectors called Telepath. And so I don't know if that's a Dirty Projectors tune, but it's real good. This is my last one for you. Say what you want about TikTok. It is introducing me to a lot of music that I would just never hear about or never find out about. And Oh, that's cool. And I ran across this band called Dury, and I absolutely was like, this song's amazing. It's called Who's Laughing Now? It's... So good. My mama always said I would regret it if I ever got a title. She said I'd never get a job like I ever wanted one without attitude. My dad said I had to learn to drive a stack shift, but Isn't that so good? Yeah. What artists are doing now is they're obviously like making their music and they're making like fun TikTok videos that go with it. Their mm -hmm. own music video. That's exactly what it is. They're making a music video for TikTok. Anyways, fuck, this is amazing. So they went right to, their, right to their page, started following them on, you know, on TikTok, following them on Spotify. And there you go. That's how, that's how you break out, I guess, now. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's how Lil Nas X was... Snapchat. Yep. And then, then Snapchat's dead now. Snapchat is dead. 
And then he found Billy Ray Cyrus. And then fucking, hey, man, that kid made some And here money. we are. That's all I got. Yeah, so I'm sad because I'm not going to be on the show next week because I'm going to Africa. Yeah, well, that's way cooler that you're going to Africa. I know. I'm, I'm, you know I'm going to come back with so many good stories, too. I know, I know. I'm actually, I can't wait for, yeah. to, for that. I, I miss it there. I do. I know. I used to go all the time. I, I know. Uh, this is my second time but. going, and it is a very magical place. And for mm -hmm. those that are going to get mad about like us like traveling outside the country and all that stuff, uh, they're actually at a level one. I think they're doing better than our country is, which is not surprising. And we're going to be with like everyone that's like going to be like super safe. And uh, I'm just so excited because it's a very magical place in the world. Yeah, it's funny. Leslie Murphy's there right now. Yeah, I know. She's, and she, with my brother's travel company. Yeah, and Leslie was the very first time I went to South Africa was with Leslie. Really? Uh, we ended up I well I went with Miley, but I ended up meeting up with Leslie the first time I was there. And so I think this is the first time she's been back since. And she and Alex are in Camps Bay shooting mm -hmm. drone footage. Like it just looks beautiful. So I have serious FOMO. So my brother, like a side hustle his is doing and planning all these trips to South Africa. Ever since I was a little kid, we've been going over to South Africa. We've got a lot of good friends over there. And so he's like set up her trip out there and he's like, yeah, she's been doing yoga in front of elephants. Like that's what she wants to do. I'm like, yeah, okay. We know whatever you want to do, I guess. But yeah, I, that sounds I, about right. Yeah. But anyways, I, I will be documenting this whole thing and I'll be tagging like my brothers, not that he's paying me to say this, but like I'll be tagging his company. And if you do ever want to go to South Africa, he's a good contact for you. Or you can just hit up Brandy. I'm not sure if she'll respond to DMs though. I respond to some DMs. Come on. <laughs> Since Wells will be gone next week, yeah, I've got my one of my BFFs, the one, the only Olivia Caridi, gonna step in and co-host with me. Not sure how that's gonna go without Wells, but we're gonna give it our best shot. <laughs> I believe in you guys. I don't, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, nothing else. I'll be back uh, in two weeks, but thank you for giving me the week off, and I miss you. The upside here is that Olivia and I won't talk about shitting like Derek and Wells do. Mm. Have you met Olivia? <laughs> <laughs> we'll just talk about how men are trash. That's yeah. the that's the hot topic these days for right. everybody. So I like that. Yeah. Men are trash. With men are garbage. With Brandy and Olivia. That should just be its own podcast. Men are trash. Honestly it really should. You're okay. right. Yeah, it's good. All right. We're out of here. Uh love you guys. Love you Brandi. Love ya. Bye, guys. See you later. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of The Real Real Podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.